Hello, welcome to Designer vs. Developer podcast with myself, Mustafa, design advocate at Google. This week, we're speaking to Matt Gaunt and asking the annoying question, are PWAs a new native? We cover stuff about progressive web apps, and I do my best to try to annoy him as much as possible. Hope you enjoy this. I know this is going to make you rant, um, because I know this topic frustrates you. And you're just going to do it anyway, aren't you? Yeah, of course, because it's great. It makes great television. Um, <laughs> are, do you think progressive web apps are the new native? Because, I mean, it does feel like um, the PWA stuff is like, all the cool kids are doing it. You're seeing a lot of like the big companies producing their versions of apps as PWAs. Um, so is it like the new native? Is this the new tech that everyone's going to be jumping on? I just like your cheeky smile as because you're I asking know. me that. <laughs> yeah. like, so, so PWAs are just a set of new APIs in the browser, and PWA is like the branding of, this is how you use those APIs in a collection, and you create an experience that is native-like, which is the main reason why you're asking this is PWA is the new native. This is nothing more than a glorified version of can web compete with native, which is what this basically is, and it's been going for a long time. And my whole background has been like building native apps. And I was back in the day when I was in the Android community, like super hard. I was just like, web can't compete with native. Like that was, I just drew a line in the sand. I was like, nope, not a chance. And over the years, I've kind of come to realize that I can make statements like that because I knew native platforms. I didn't know web. And every time I touched it, every time I looked at any web experience, it was generally, I just didn't like it. I didn't feel like it competed or compared fairly. And over the years, I kind of realized that actually it's just a case of you need someone who cares about the craft of web development to be able to actually create an experience similar to native. Um, and PWAs are ultimately just enabling certain features like push notifications or offline support, things like that. But I think the major thing is just the fact that you have to know what platform you're working for and be skilled in it. Like, I remember Way back in the day, I was trying to do just a navigation draw, so it just slide out, mm -hmm. fade in a background. That was it. Couldn't get 60 frames a second on a desktop. And I was just like, I was talking to Paul Lewis, and I was like, why is this not working? Can you please help me figure this out? And he, he kind of noodled on it a bit and then just sent back like another JS pin. He was like, here you go, I fixed it. And I was looking through the code, not much had changed except like one thing where it was like opacity had changed from being 0 to 0 0.8 to being 0.0001 to 0.8. And I was just like, what the hell is that? Why have you done that? That doesn't make any sense. And he explained it to me. He was like, well, the browser is now trying to render 0.0001, so it's basically invisible to the user. But as far as the browser is concerned, it's rendered it. Yeah. So when you fade it in, it's, it's, yeah, it's already on a layer, and it can just do some smart graphic stuff. And, whoop. and I'm like, no sane web developer would, should spend this amount of time figuring that little thing out. And it just drove me insane, because I was like, why is this a thing? And yet, that was it. It was just like, well, there you go, you fixed it. And I'm like, no. So whose responsibility is that? I mean, because I, I, part of the charm which I've always loved about the web is the kind of hackery. And I know that's not great from a production kind of point of view, where you just want to get on with it and make the thing. But um, who is responsible for that? Because I mean, there are lots of techniques which over, over years of doing stuff, um, we call them bugs, but it's almost, I think, they're features. But it, it's like, is it our responsibility as the people who work on like this stuff to make things more common knowledge, like the web developer, web designer, or is it 
the browsers who need to sort of step up to the plate? I, I think there's kind of three camps really. There's, there, there is like the developer experience. If you know your platform, you know what you're doing. Yeah, like having that knowledge is just always going to be the paramount way of doing things. But ultimately, I still feel like that the browser should not be encouraging those kind of things. When those things happen, the developer should be telling the browser, hey, I had to do this weird thing that doesn't really make any sense because of your browser, the way you've handled this. So I kind of want the browser to be responsible for it and stop these kind of weird behaviors and practices. Um, but it's only till recently I've realized that developers can and should raise issues about random things like, like those kind of issues. It's just like, this doesn't make any sense. But there is also the middle ground where if you have um, like libraries or frameworks or components that you inherit from somewhere else, they're also a good option to kind of shield developers from these kind of things. Um, but they, they scare me. Yeah, I think this is the thing. It, it's very hard to find a good set that you want to buy into with that kind of stuff because it's easy to get bitten. And also, even if they're fixing certain things, they could also be introducing other issues. Um, which is always one of the hot topics of web development anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just anything that kind of templates the web, because I think that's, again, another one of the charm things is on native you get, like, a lot of the support libraries, but they almost encourage you to design certain flows, certain patterns, certain animations, like transitions or whatever. But the thing is the web, um, unless you're using something like Bootstrap or, you know, web components, yeah. um, you, you have to kind of build things yourself. and. It, it's anything that homogenizes the web is, I think, always scary from a UX point of view because you don't want everything looking the same. Because you know, on native platforms, everything does look the same, and it does kind of make sense. But it means that you're not designing anymore. You're just saying, okay, bottom navigation that works. That's the in thing. We're going to do it like that, and it's, it's like, okay, cool. But like, where's the uniqueness of the app? So, there's a couple of things you touched on. Um, first off, like in native, like yes, everything does look the same by like to a certain extent but there's also an element of if someone like uses a default element like a list view on a native platform normally it's so obvious that it's a stock list view and nothing has been changed that the first thing developers and designers will do is they will make enough changes to kind of make it clear that hey we spent at least a little bit of time um, customizing this um, the web doesn't even have that baseline element where it's so disgusting and obvious that it's wrong. It's normally led on with enough styling that it's kind of like, okay, I'm just going to leave it as is. Whereas native platforms, generally, you, you really want to tweak it. The other side of it, at least from my experience, is if you give developers those kind of things where it's this stock element and it's, it's kind of pieces of UI where it's, it's largely like, this needs to exist. This is a relatively solid platform and way of doing this. Just use it it frees you up to then spend your time customizing things that actually you do care more about. Um, like we used to build this, we built this application way back when for a, a festival. And literally there was one component that, like at my time, at the time I joined the company, the, the boss was just like, this is gonna be kind of a baptism of fire for you because uh, we're already running behind and we really need this custom view. And he sent me like a, like a GIF that the designer had made in web tech. And he was like, yeah, we want this to be native and we want it to be fast. <laughs> and it was like an, it was a multi-scrolling up, down, left, right, like table with bars along the side and top that were fixed and scrolling with it. And I had a brief moment of fear that I was going to get fired almost immediately within the first week. But it was fine because ultimately the rest of the app was fairly stock. It was just like list views, scroll views. That was the one thing that I could pour all my time into. And as long as I got it implemented soon enough, we could go through the revisions of, okay, there's performance issues and now there's memory issues, all these other things. Whereas the web, 
you don't have those stock components and then you have the custom bits. It's like everything is custom. And I feel like that's the bit that I kind of worry most about with the web is like you start off with nothing and you start off rebuilding everything. Um, and that's why I'm kind of like web components I'm excited about, like in the sense of you get reusability. It's just you need the same kind of APIs you see in native platforms. Where it's just like, here's a common pattern for a list view. Here's how we say we'll deal with the performance aspect of it. And you just give us the views you want to pump into it. And the model is going to be pumped through an adapter so you can like fiddle with it all the way through. That is common. I feel like in web component land, it's like, here's the component. Now just put your data model straight in there and we'll deal with it. And it's like there's no middle layering or tiering throughout any of that. So customizing it is like borderline not a trivial thing. Um, and I think that's, that's the thing that web components will enable eventually, but people need to kind of get to that point where someone focuses on that set of elements where it's like, here's the really blank set, the boring set, the set that you are going to have to customize, but we've done some cool stuff for you. So, I mean, who's, I mean, again, I suppose uh, responsibility, right? So, in some respects, we're saying that the browsers need to step up, the web developers need to step up and just say to the browsers, look, Here's some weird, horrible stuff that and I this to needs do. to be fixed. Yeah. Um, but from the web components thing, I mean, does just the community just contribute ideas to these things, and people just because there is at some point, if you want to build something that's completely um, special and like different, you're going to have to do all custom. Yeah. And I, I, I don't. I think that's still an important piece of the web, like you're saying. You don't want everything to just be like a cookie cutter thing. Um, but I do feel like there is this middle layer between, okay, I can inherit from something and customize it and still be like relatively painless, relatively quick um, without it looking and feeling like someone else's app. I don't know who builds that set of stuff though. Um, and there's a bit of me that when you look at like Bootstrap, that's a good example of someone who's basically a group of people that have built all these things. You kind of want one of those for like the blank elements of the web. Which at the same time, as I say, it sounds like the most unfulfilling task ever, <laughs> being like, here's a set of blank <laughs> UI elements. Enjoy. <laughs> um, but I see value in that, personally, because I've gone through this number of times in native platforms where I'm like, oh, OK, this is how I do it, and now this is how I customize it. And it's relatively the same. Um, so I think there is a core set there. I just don't know who builds it and who maintains <laughs> it. So just to sort of, I guess, um, summarize, so PWAs are not the new uh, native, and in a sense, um, we're all responsible. Like everyone in the in the ecosystem of the web is responsible to make sure that the browsers stay on point. The components, um, web components, are like more uh, accessible for everyone to, and also common knowledge of these weird things that you might need to still do um, in the future. Because I think that's one thing: common knowledge of techniques. Um, it's like Paul Lewis's, like you know, the, and Sermon with the and yeah. all the performance stuff. It's like, and also Rob Dobson's some sort of accessibility stuff. It's like making that, exposing that to be common knowledge. So then, you may not necessarily master all these things, but there is a reference point. So, okay, right, I want to make you know, and this is where I can learn about it. Yeah, and I think like just the the one thing to add there is part of it is if you have a team that's experienced in a certain thing, like in a certain platform. There's no point making them switch from one platform to another. If you've got a team of web developers, there's no point saying you should all just build a native app because you inherently think that's a better way of doing it. No, you just need to hold your web app to a higher standard. You can do offline, you can do push notifications, you can load fast, you can load offline. You just have to make sure that you sit there and go, actually, we're going to prioritize this and work towards that goal. I feel like 
it's way too easy to look at another platform and see that as an attractive option just because you've seen a number of other teams that are specialized in that platform build this thing. It's like, no, no, no. If you have the team that specialized in one thing already, just push them harder to be like, actually, we want to try and achieve these goals, or at least learn why we aren't already and see what steps we can do to improve it. Um, so I don't think PWAs are the new native or native is going to be shadowed by PWAs or anything like that. I think it's just a case of you pick the right tool for the job. Thank you.